The following is a presentation of the Eagles Sports Network. Hello and welcome into episode 27 of our podcast, Mossy Creek Conversations. I'm the voice of the Eagles, Adam Cavalier, and just delighted to welcome in to the podcast an all-region performer, a seven-year pro basketball player, and the fifth all-time leading scorer in Carson Newman basketball history. Ish Sanders, thanks so much for taking some time out of uh, your pre-Christmas plans and joining us here uh, on episode 27 of the podcast. No, not a problem, Kev. I appreciate you guys having me on. You, you talk about Ish Sanders, and the thing that uh, jumps immediately to the brain is scoring. Uh, more than 1,900 points in your Carson Newman career. Your jer- jersey hung in the rafters of your high school in Cleveland uh, literally last week. Um, how did you develop your scoring prowess? Man, that's sort of a... <laughs> You're coming in hot. <laughs> Uh, I think I've obviously it starts with you. You get those same shots uh, outside of practice. Uh, I think that that's helped me throughout my whole career. That's starting from uh, my stepdad coming into my life and uh, making making it an effort to have me wake up early in the mornings before anybody else would be up. So uh, the gym would just be to myself, me and him, um, getting up thousands and thousands and thousands of shots a week. Uh, and so that that way, when it comes to game time, I've, I've seen those shots so many times. And uh, it just became comfortable. And uh, I, don't, I, think, I don't think a lot of people know this, but in, in high school, uh, I played a former coach for the Eagles, uh, Terrence Oglesby, and played against mm-hmm. him, unfortunately. And um, he, used to, he used to give us nightmares and troubles. And he was so... Thinking about me getting my jersey hung up, I think he was so, I guess in my eyes, because I was so young, he was so much bigger than I was. Like He was bigger than life to me. So playing against him was just crazy in his own, his home gym was just amazing to me. And I remember I heard through a grapevine that he used to shoot, I think, 500 to 700 shots a day. That's what I he, he never said that himself. It may have been more, but that's just that's what I heard, and I was like, man, if I can shoot more than that, I'm gonna be just as good as a shooter, if not better than him. So I started shooting a thousand from then on. So I think this was that that was like my freshman year. So after that, I think um, my shooting really took a turn just because it's just so much repetition, so much repetition that I got in over the years. So. All-time leader in Carson Newman history in threes made. Uh, second in sack history uh, in, in threes made. Uh, the move that always sticks out to me is the step back. Did that come naturally in your development? Uh, how, how did you come about with that being the primary way for you to knock down a triple? I was always a really, really good catch and shoot shooter and as I've moved up in leagues and college and middle school and high school just going through those different forms of uh, athleticism and uh, competitiveness I've had to find new ways to one get my shot off and two be effective doing it and my shot was never really really quick so I had to find (laughs) ways to, to 
create that space where there's the slightest space. And I always think if I get it out of my hands clean, I think it's going in. So uh, I think my uh, high school coach, Coach McCowan, really pushed me to develop more than just catch and shoot. So really off the ball, dribbling. And once I got sort of confident doing that, there there wasn't really a move that I I wanted to be my go-to. Uh, obviously, I've done it more times than uh, I have because uh, I really don't want anybody to have to pinpoint, okay, once he does this, he's going to do this. But the step back is is a very, very comfortable move to me. So uh, I, I think I just developed that over, over time, just trying to put new things in my game rather than just to be a stationary shooter. So, uh, Break down how you made your way to Carson Newman. Uh Carson Newman basketball at the time of your recruitment wasn't exactly the uh, nationally recognized name that it is today where, you know, it's been to uh, four NCAA tournaments uh, in the last uh, decade. What made you make the move to to Mossy Creek out of Cleveland? Well, uh, despite what anybody would think after watching me and following me over these years, I didn't, there wasn't really many uh, options coming out of high school, whether various reasons, uh, it's not, it's not important now, but um, <laughs> it was really, I think I spoke to, because at this point, Coach Shane Williams, he wasn't there yet at this point. And I, I forgot what school he was with. He's going to be mad if he listens to this. He was with <laughs> another school. <laughs> and he uh, he actually came up to me after the game of one of those and on a recruiting type thing and had a conversation with me. But after that, I haven't I didn't hear from him. And obviously, Lee University in Cleveland, they've always um, shown a lot of interest through my freshman year, through my senior year. And um I think it was after the sub-state game. We lost in sub-state, and we were at home. I want to say two, three weeks later, we were at home, and Dale Clayton came to my house. One, it was big for me because I'm like, how do you even know where I live at? Because I never, <laughs> I haven't even spoken to him. So, yeah, he he just he just came in, and I don't think the conversation was even five minutes, and he was just like, hey, I, I want to offer you, and he had the papers right there, and. I remember going into my, because my mom gave us some privacy, so she went in her room. And I remember going into my mom's room, and her our conversation wasn't even thirty seconds, and she was like, "This is it. This is this is where you need to be." She she was always a firm believer in, uh, "I want you to go somewhere where you're wanted. Somebody wants you. You're just not their second or third option." Like, oh, I got to get him now because so and so didn't sign. Now I got to get him. I, I, somebody needs to want you. So that's what she felt like, and. Uh, that's what I did. Signed that night, and the rest is history. Uh, you get to Carson Newman, a, a team that is coming off of a losing season, and uh, year one, some early struggles, but you kind of start to see some success, well, obviously some big success the, the back half of the year. We'll get into that in a moment. But uh, it, early on, the the game that always sticks out to me uh, not that I witnessed it, but in terms of just numbers, was a loss to Georgia College, sixty to thirty in a tournament over at Tusculum. Team only made, I think it was five shots 
uh, on the day. Uh, those early moments, those frustrations, how did you work through that? Well, I think uh, the good thing about the game of basketball is you usually have another game right after that, maybe a day, two days. Uh, it's not like football where you have to sit on it for a week or other sports where you have to sit on it for weeks. On end, you can get that back the very next game. Uh, you're going to hear about it that night, the next day in practice. But I, I, I think Coach Benson did a really good job. And whenever we're coming to practice, we're, we're battling to face this next team. Yes, we're going to watch film on this last team, fix these things. But it was really just being the present. We, we can't do anything about those anymore. Obviously, everybody needs to get in the gym more. We're only making five shots. But I, I, think, we just, I think we just looked ahead and, and, and pushed forward in, in practice. Uh, and I, I think that really set the standard for the games is the way he ran his practices. When did you get the sense that things that year were starting to turn? I think, man, this, I think it's going to sound a little biased, but I, I think I think it's after Christmas break. I, I felt that because so sometimes you need uh, to recharge your battery, and I think Christmas break did that. We we had a rough a rough start. Uh, had, I mean, I had a rough season, but I had a rough start altogether. And uh, I think people going home, going their separate ways, going to see family, if they could travel there or not. And um, I think just to reset and reboot and then come back and, and you're ready to work. And those next few games after Christmas break, I think really set the, um, set the standard and the tone for the rest of the year. Put together a little three-game win streak. Uh Shortly after Christmas, you win four of your first, no, five of your first six coming back from the break. Only loss was to Tusculum. Uh, and then uh, some magic happens in February. Uh, February 16th, 2011, home game in Holt Fieldhouse against Mars Hill uh, and win 106 to 86. The final score is probably not what's important. Uh, the 51 points that you scored. Uh, which now stands second in school history. At the time, it was a school record. At the time, it was a sack record. Now, second in Carson Newman history, third in league history. Uh, what do you remember about that day? Seventeen to twenty-nine from the field, eleven to twenty-three from three. About that day, I don't think I took the day uh, any different. I remember, especially before Christmas break, just being really frustrated and obviously losing. I mean, nobody likes to lose, but uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't know if you have the the stats or the minutes right there, Cav. But the minutes before Christmas break, I didn't play a lot. Yeah, you were off the bench against Georgia College. You were off the bench yeah. uh, against Hillsdale, against Union, Maryville, so on and so forth. So I, I I didn't play a lot. So I I remember having conversations with my mom like. I mean, it's not like today. You can go and transfer portal or what, but I was just like, I don't know. I don't know if this is the place I need to be. And obviously she talked me into staying. And uh, I think I just I just came back with the, with the new focus in, in practice. And that focus was show Coach Benson and the coaching staff why I feel like they needed me on the court. That was my focus. And I know I can help us win. And – 
I, I have more to give than what I'm able to give in the little short amount of time that I'm able to play. So I was in my mind, I'm just like, whatever time they give me, I'm going to make it <laughs> the best. I'm going to do what I need to do, especially in practice, do everything he asks, whether I like it or not. And I think that's that was my focus coming back from Christmas, and I think it, it really helped. And uh, long story short, uh, Tone Tone got hurt, which is very, which is unfortunate, but it's it's sort of like what you hear today that next man up mentality, and and I was the next man up, and that was my time. I can either take this and run with it, or he can be like, oh, okay, well I'm just gonna wait for Tone to get back from injury, and he's gonna be the starter again. So I think I took advantage of that that first start in that time, uh, and I and I ran with it, and it it was it was. So it was sort of surreal because I think I heard just little murmurs and chatters. Like every time we would come to timeouts, we would have uh, Irwin Staten that was there. He would tap me and, hey, you need to keep shooting. You're at 40 or something like Mm -hmm. that. I don't know what the school record was at that time, 43 or something like that. 44. Yeah, he was like, you can get the school record. And then, of course, I have Toomer on the team who is the leader in the set. So, like, I'm lucky with the people that I had. Like, it wasn't just me. And – I mean, they were just tapping me like, hey, shoot it. Next time you don't even worry about passing, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it. So I'm, like, I'm in my head. I'm like, something might be going on. I don't know what it is. Uh, and then all of a sudden you hear, I think on the film, you can hear Coach Benson like, shoot it, shoot like every time. Get it to Ish. Go get it, Ish. Like it's just listening to that. I'm like, I guess I didn't notice it just being on the court. And uh, – yeah, and I think towards the end, you can either hear the Morris coach saying, just let him shoot. Like, he's been shooting all night. Just let him shoot. I think you can hear him saying that. And uh, towards the end, I think I know, like, that I was I was doing something special. But I never knew. Uh, I didn't know the point total. I didn't yeah. know it was 51. Did you – you had 22 at the half. Did you have a sense that, all right, this is a good game. I'm, I'm feeling it. Uh or, or was it really just kind of going with the flow and, and things were happening? To, to be honest with you, I, you, you get those games to where it's like, I I can make anything right now. Anything I throw up is going to go in. But I, 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 to be honest with you, I think my mindset at that point was, this is my first start, I believe, and I want to win first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to win this game because if I'm starting and we lose and I have a bad game, I may not ever see a start again. So, as I said before, I was just trying to do whatever it took. And if that's me scoring 51, which I guess that's what it was, then that's what it took. <laughs> but I, I started having that this is going to be a good night, probably mid to late second half. I started I, that's when I started feeling like that. At first I was just like I'm just trying to win and play. Well, after you've scored more than 35 points. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is this is this is feeling good. Now, after that, that's a, that's a different that's a different story. As I gotten older, it's like, okay, I have I'm, I'm feeling good tonight, so pull it. Yeah, yes. Yeah, it, it it'll go up more times than not. I want to jump forward a little bit. You had 51 uh, in a game uh, while you played for Sunbury uh, in Australia's Big V League. Do you draw any comparisons uh, between that night uh, as 
an adult uh, that has been in basketball for more than a decade and kind of knows versus very y- young and, and a fresh face freshman. How were those two days similar? I think those two days are they're similar, but they're 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 sort of different. They're similar. They're different in the way that that game I was I knew I was feeling good and it's like I like I just mentioned. I'm that it's going up because I mean when you're over there when you're over there you most of the time your role is to score most of the time and some leagues in some countries are very just cutthroat to where if you don't you're gone you're on the next plane back yeah. home we're gonna send somebody else that wants to be over here so that's that was my mindset that's always my mindset when I go over there and uh It's similar in the way that let me see how to put this. It's similar what's surprising is it's similar in the way that the teammates responded to it also. Uh, both teammates from Carson Newman and Sunbury were very just you go get it, you go get it, you go get it, don't worry about us, we're just here, you go get it, we'll rebound it, we'll do whatever, but you shoot it. They're really similar in in that aspect, but the thing I do miss about doing it over there and then doing it at home. One, I'm mad that I didn't at least get 52 because 51 is my highest, <laughs> and it, it, I always just get stuck on that number. But doing it at home, there's nothing better than doing it at home. I mean, you have your family there, your friends. Um, it's just it's just home. There's no other way to describe it. It's just home, and uh. I was lucky enough to get wins in both of those two. So, <laughs> of course, of course, I would hope so. If you're dropping fifty-one, when it happened, uh, did you think this is going to stand for a while? When you got the record at Carson Newman, yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. I was, I, well, again, me being a freshman, I wasn't like, okay, that's going to be there forever, whatever. But like, as I started going through because I mean I've had some good halves after freshman year like I had 20 point halves I'm like oh I'm about to like break the record but then obviously you get in the floor of the game you have Antoine out there that can also give you 50 um, and you, I mean you have the team and then you just get caught up in being with the team and being with family that that no longer is your mindset and then you just end up with with, that, with whatever you end up with uh, but yeah, I definitely. I was like, man, that's 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 probably gonna stand a while. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna be up there for a while. But uh, unfortunately, I, I was at the game. Yeah. Charles Clark broke. Uh, I was like, man, maybe if I went here, he wouldn't have done it. But Coach Vincent did that on purpose too, because he could have <laughs> took him out the game. And he looked at me. Coach Vincent gave me a look like I, I'm gonna I'm have him go for it. Uh, but I mean, it's 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 it's, it's all fun. I mean, it was. Uh, it was a great night. I'm glad that I actually got to witness that. Uh, kind of ser- serendipitous, too. I mean, you think about the scoring that has come through Carson Newman. Uh, obviously, you, uh, your sophomore year, uh, I mean, two all-decade teamers uh, are there. Antoine Davis shows up. Um you guys busted birds chops frequently when he was a freshman and showed up the the summer after your your senior years uh i mean i mean there's good lord 
nearly 6,000 combined points that has some sort of connection tied to one another. Uh, what does that mean to you? It's I've, – I've always looked at the, the game of basketball as, as – as long as I'm playing, uh, one, I want to create a family with that. I, I want to feel like we all care about each other. And two, I just want to be able to maybe – touch or influence or um, help one like one person is okay to me whether that one person has just came to watch me and has gotten inspired or I have actually worked with this person played against this person helped this person in any way that I mean that's my goal and that's that's what I that's what I think I'm here to do and I'm here for and if Clark even even mentions that because though to be honest with you those were some beat some beat downs <laughs> they, they they were some beat downs and I think I think he was a little frustrated I think he was frustrated I think I remember talking to Coach Benson and um he was like like what are you guys doing to him and we're just like we're we're just playing him two on two one on one playing basketball and. I mean, obviously, Antoine's not going to give anybody no breaks mm-hmm. or anything. He's going to go full throttle 100%. He, he don't care if you're 12 years old. He's going to do the same thing. So me seeing that, I'm like, well, I'm going to do the same thing because that's the only way he's going to learn. But I, I think he was obviously freshman coming in or I've got recruited. I'm going to start. I'm the best player, whatever. But once you get there, you start playing against these older – these men um, – you start to see that, man, I, I got some work to do. And I think that's what he noticed, which I think it helped because he was going crazy as a freshman. And then even after as a sophomore. So I think him actually seeing us and playing against us got him prepared for the level. I would I would say it was probably similar to, to you as well. Charles Clark, his freshman year, uh, especially the first semester of his freshman year, was not – uh, the Charles Clark that carried Carson into an NCAA tournament berth his senior year, much like Ish Sanders against Georgia College, is not what Ish Sanders uh, drilling a game-winning three in R.J. McClure's eye uh, in 2012 uh, became. Uh, you look, you think about Bird and obviously the connection there, but it, for your era of Carson in basketball, there's a name that you are tied to forever and ever, amen, and that's Antoine Davis. Um, your sophomore year, you literally had the same number of points, 487 apiece. What did his arrival on campus do for you and do for uh, this men's basketball program over the final three years of your career here? Man, Antoine, I, we can literally just have a whole 50 minute conversation about Antoine, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> Man, it's uh, he was such a he's quiet but on the court he's he's loud. And that doesn't necessarily mean he's talking or anything. His game is very loud and it's just smooth to where you like, man, what did Antoine have probably like 18, 19, now he had like 31. Wait, what? When did he and that that's just how he was. And then he'll have 31, and then he'll end up with 10, 11 rebounds. Like, Antoine, where, like, where did you get out? Where is this coming from? And he made life for me just so – it was so much easier with with Antoine out there. It was just 
you you want to take a playoff on on offense, Antoine? Go ahead. I mean that that's what it was, and it it, it got to the point where it was funny. Where, like we'd just be calling plays for each other. Like, hey, run this. Let Antoine get it down there. And he'm like, oh, you hit two threes in a row. You should get this. So it would just be a little. He he's so great, but then he's so unselfish at the same time. And you don't run across those players. And I think that's why we were so successful is because. If Antoine wanted to go out there and give you 50, he could do that. Mm-hmm. If he his mindset was like, I'm getting 50 tonight, he can do that easily. And I've told him, like, I think he's probably the best player to come through Carson Newman. If he stayed four years, he would he would be probably the best to come through. And to have somebody of that caliber be so unselfish and uh, so encouraging of everybody else and his teammates – and also be hard on him in practice because he's trying to win. That's all he wanted to do was win. He didn't care about anything else. He could have had seven points. If you win, he's in a great mood. Uh, you you don't you don't see that often. You, you usually have those big heads coming in there, and uh, they might lose you a couple games, but Antoine will not lose you a game. He, he's he's one of the few players you bring up his his scoring ability. You know, at this level. Uh, all it takes really is a move, you know. Uh, it, Sawyer Williams, literally, duck the shoulder, hook shot, and there's 1,500 points. Charles yep. Clark, uh, at the end of the day, get up and down, Euro step through the lane, and you've got 2,300 points. Yep. Uh, Ish Sanders, step back threes over and over and over. Uh Antoine Davis could do so many different things, so many different ways, at an uncommonly high level. Uh, how is that? Do you feel the same way? And what if you do? What did that do for this team having that versatility offensively on the floor? I feel I feel the exact same way. He he's so it's. He's so versatile. He's not He's not one of those players that if you walk into a gym and you see him working out, you're like, okay, he's serious. You catch him in a game, it's like, wow. And it, like I said, it's just so smooth. And then, because you, you got me, like, you got me, I'm from, I'm from the outside. Like, I can do whatever it is from the outside, but, and I can go off the dribble, but Antoine can go off the dribble outside, post you up, if you're smaller, you're, he's going to post you up and he's going to beat you down. <clears throat> and being that versatile, you you're the plays you can run for that person grow. So you you have so many plays and so many things you can do off of those plays. He has so many backdoor assists to Sawyer and uh, Carson just from posting up and somebody coming to try to double him and it's just a little dump off. He had so many of those. And we we plan for those because if you don't double that man down there, he's going to score or get fouled. We know that. So if it's any time we want an assured bucket, Antoine go post somebody up, and, <laughs> and we're going to get one. Whether I mean, and it once the once the playbook opens up like that, and then they realize okay, I can't double him. He can pass it too. But then it's one on one, and then the defense gets in this scramble mode to where they all of a sudden are leaving me open three, and then they're all of a sudden leaving Antoine open three, and then you have all these other players that Carson that can bang down low, and then Jared was um, such a efficient player, and just to have somebody like Antoine shoot as much as he did and be efficient like he was, you don't see it. You don't see that often. 
I think about your senior class, obviously, Tuan, uh, but Kevin Leatherwood and Ray Likely. All four of you end up in basketball professionally. Tuan, a multi-year professional career. Uh, Ray Likely still coaching. I think he's at Navy now uh, with the women's basketball program as an assistant. Ray Likely, an assistant here at Carson Newman. What's that say that all four members of that senior class go on uh, and have basketball in their lives post-graduation? I, I think that says a lot about, one, Coach Benson and the impact him and both <clears throat> Coach Williams have on the game. And two, <clears throat> just the special love that us as a group had for the game of basketball. And I think a lot of that, because when, when Coach Benson is coaching you and you have him and the dog like Shane Williams, <laughs> and especially early on, it's, it's too cool. It's two pit bulls out there. You're either going to – it's two extremes. There's no in-between. You're either going to love the game or you're going to hate it. And a lot of people from freshman year weren't there after freshman year because it was two very – two extremes that after that freshman year, we I I forgot how many players we had, but we didn't have many, and all of us stayed. So that shows you. Obviously, Antoine didn't get to get didn't get to witness that, but me, Kevin, Leatherwood, Ray, we all stayed, and it's the the knowledge and the wisdom and the work ethic and everything that Coach Williams and both uh, Coach Benson show and impute into you. It's just. It's contagious. It's contagious, and like I said, you're either gonna love it or you're gonna hate it. And I think all of the guys, all of those guys loved it. That's why we were so successful our senior year, and that's why these both those guys, all of these guys, are successful after the fact too. And I think the only thing that might have stopped Antoine because he could still be playing is his family, mm-hmm. which is which is understandable and um, beautiful family, by the way. And I think actually all three of them have family, so. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I, it's it's just a testament to the knowledge and everything that Coach Benson has instilled in us and instilled in me. You, you talked about kind of the success and the tide turning to your senior year. Started happening your sophomore year. Beat LMU twice uh, when the rail splitters were uh, top ten in the country. Once when they were they were top three. Uh, where did the mentality to pull that off come from? After uh, you know you, you finish five games below five hundred as a freshman and turn things around for a, a b- above five hundred season as a sophomore with some let's face it real signature wins. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think it starts with the people that Coach Benson has brought in. Uh, I, like I said, a lot of people weren't there, so he had to bring in some guys that he felt would uh, help this program, not even uh, athletically, but just mentally and uh, just being around the players as a family and as a team, he he had to he had to trust those guys to do that, and I think that's exactly what he did. And to to beat a team like LMU, that 
you have to beat them in order to be successful further on because you're going to have to run into them at some point. And unfortunately, we ran into them first round of the, of the tournament. <laughs> you know, so and it's hard to beat a team twice or even three times in a year. And they, I mean, they're always that team. They just reload and reload and reload. And uh, obviously, when you get those, those those wins, it really builds this confidence around your team that, man, we're, we're being top teams in the country. Why can't we do this all the time? And it, it's it's just the, same, the thing of being consistent. We, we just had to be consistent. And once we got that consistency down, uh, we were able to be successful. What pride do you take in uh, taking the program from uh, a few, couple – a few straight losing seasons to its first NCAA tournament berth in more than a decade your senior year. It's a it's a really good feeling. Obviously, when you look at it, you want to go further rather than just to get there. Obviously, to get there is a blessing, and it's just uh, you have to have a lot of hard work, determination, and luck. Too. We're very lucky we didn't have really any season ending injuries. We didn't have anything. And um, when you when you say that, obviously back then when you when you're playing, you don't really think about that that's what that is. It's like, wow, we made it, okay, let's win. Now that you think about it, it's the first one in so many years. Uh it's 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 very humbling and it, and it, and it's very special, but it's not uh as you know, and everyone who's been around Carson Newman for years, it's not uh, a Itch Sanders thing. It's a Coach Benson thing, and it's an Antoine Davis thing, a Ray Likely, Kevin Leatherwood, uh, Marcellus. Uh, we had Cody Henniger on there, like Carson. We saw you. I mean, I played with some 1,000-point scores. Like, so it's yeah. not <laughs> – it was never just the Itch Sanders show, regardless of uh, what anything says, but – I, I was very lucky and very fortunate to play of uh, for a coach of that caliber and to play with some teammates of that caliber also. Outside of the the 51-point uh, school record game against Mars Hill, is there another game that sticks out that's special to you? Mm. Wow. Obviously, the game winner against Lenora, mm-hmm. that, that sticks out. And uh, man, senior night Queens that sticks out to me. Um, one ninety to seventy five, just for the record, for context. What was it? One ninety to seventy five, just for the record, just for context. <laughs> and uh, I think it was um. Lenore Ryan, because I remember it, Coach Benson challenged me and um, Antoine because me and Antoine had never scored over 20 against him or something mm-hmm. like that. And he really, he was really honest that, that, that we could practice. Like, you guys, basically, you guys can't score. You can't even score 20 on them. Like, and so me and Antoine really took that personal. <clears throat> and I think, I believe we both did. Your senior year in Holt? I think it's senior year in Holt, yeah. I think we both did, and I might. I think I did the first half. Actually, <laughs> we're gonna. I, I've got to fact check this real quick. Yeah, Let's fact, yeah, yeah. Fact, fact check it. Oh, you had thirty. Twan had twenty. 
And you you had tw- you had twenty on the button in the first half, ten of ten at the stripe. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think uh, I I think that's just sort of a a funny funny story that when when he challenged both of us, we we stood up to it, which I never even really knew that we never scored twenty on the North Ryan. That was never really all. I, all I remember about those early matchups against LR when John Lentz was the head coach defensive rock fights nobody could score you you were going to you were going to be in a 56-53 type uh offense leaves the building grind it out type slog uh between the zone and whatever uh John Lentz was doing at, at LR did you have a favorite opponent or place to play or or did it matter place to play there's nothing like playing at home. I can tell you that. There's yeah. nothing like playing at home field house. But other than that, well, I'm trying to even remember. Obviously, you like going to LMU. You you, you like that. You just like that atmosphere, and um, whether that's at home or away. Uh, I think. I mean, obviously, my favorite opponent opponent would probably be LMU. But I like. I love playing Queens. I like playing them. I love playing Wingate. Uh, just aggressive, and they're, they're sort of that dog fight, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a little more athletic than Lenore Ryan was. Um, yeah, I, I, I think those would be my be my top three. You finish your career uh, and take a, a nice circuitous route around the globe for your your professional career. Uh, let's see, Kosovo, uh, Spain, Serbia, uh, and then the bulk of your time is spent in Australia. Uh, w- when you were coming out uh, before, you know, having a seven-year professional career, did, did you have a, a sense, hey, this is where I've got to go, or was it go where the opportunity was? When I came out, it's it was go where the opportunity was. Uh, so young, um, getting getting with an agent, and obviously you know that's what you want to do. Being that young, but you you don't know everything that it entails. And the first few years was a was a wake up call. And like like I've said, in order to get there, it, it's a lot of dedication. You have to be dedicated to it a lot of hard work and you have to be lucky and thank God that no serious, serious injuries have happened to me, but that I'm lucky enough to continue to play and lucky enough to have a wife now who uh, supports that because uh, you're gone so much of the time and uh, I'm, I'm very have that support system because not many have that and you know, you, you, it's go ahead. Sorry, no, you you, you were cutting off, uh, but you you were still going. It was a, an internet issue on my mind. Go ahead. Oh no no uh, no! I'm just I'm, I'm lucky enough to have uh, the people in my life that uh, help me do this and motivate me to do this. And leaving my wife for so long, years on years, uh, it's. It's really tough on us sometimes, tough on her especially. Um, but her being the strong woman she is and the 
dedicated woman she is to me and uh, I think that really helps me whenever I'm over there and like I said the first few years where I mean it's it's a wake up call man you're, you're over there and you don't have no family no friends if you're lucky you might speak the language and so you're you have to learn you have to be what coach Vincent always used to say you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable <laughs> And you're very uncomfortable. And I never knew, yeah, he meant uncomfortable in basketball situations. Like nobody likes being pressed, trapped or whatever. But this became real life to me to where I'm over there and I'm uncomfortable. And it starts to creep in your head like, man, do I do I really want to do this? Or did I just want to do this when everybody knew who I was and everybody loved me? And I think me having to get over that hurdle and that hump, um, it was a big deal for me and I think my resurgence was my first year in Australia in 2016 where I was okay I can really I can really do this and I think from then on I think things have just gotten have taken off for me we'll uh we'll go back to Australia in a moment I want to focus on the family side of things uh you're married to a former women's basketball player here uh Shante Sanders now Shante Marcus when she was in the orange and blue how much does the fact that she played help that oh <laughs> i honestly want to say it's probably helped a good 95 percent because because she knows one what it takes and she knows because for me i like i think i'm crazy cab for like i think <laughs> and i think a lot of it's because i was too, around two pit bulls when you when you're around two pit bulls like shane williams and and uh, Coach Benson, you start to become one, and I think that I think it's made me crazy. It's made me crazy, but I'm just, I'm just, and like I said, it it it's, it helps like ninety five percent because she knows what I do daily and the work that I put in daily, how much I absolutely love doing it, and if I don't, if I if it's a rest day, which I never used to believe in, if it's a rest day. I'm frustrated because I I'm, I haven't touched the court. I hadn't I didn't touch a ball. Like it's frustrating, and um, I think she has really sort of mellowed me out to where it's okay that you you're not touching the ball every day. And her and also being overseas have really made me value family and value my wife and uh, her her because she I mean she used to be a rebounder for me for the longest before I started getting trainers so she would be there rebounding those thousand shots she would be there rebounding those 500 to 700 shots a day five in the morning she would be there before work like it's a big somebody who didn't play basketball probably would never do that they probably don't even know how to throw a pass so you know what I'm saying so I'm like I said I'm extremely extremely lucky to have somebody like that in my corner every single day that look if you don't have nobody to do it I probably don't want to do it but I'm gonna come do it anyway and I, like I said there's not a lot of people that have that so your, your first two seasons uh, overseas were in Slovakia and Kosovo uh, it, not exactly the uh, especially Kosovo a, a country that you say the name and it evokes war-torn images um what was it like going to play basketball at least perceptually for 
probably folks across the pond here that uh, you think of, you say the name Kosovo and, and you're going to come up with it, not basketball but conflict, and yet you're trying to to play a sport in that. I think those those both of those places were the hardest that I've had to endure in in my basketball career, and I credit a lot of that to being young. And those are my first two years of playing basketball. And those are my first two experiences. Like, I haven't even gotten a good experience in yet before reaching these. Those are just, like, my first two off the bat. And like I said, I was just, I'll go wherever. Send me in there. I, I just want to play. That's what it was. But then when you get there, it's like, man, like, I imagine this, this. I imagine going here, like, we walked to the stadium. There was no cars. Uh, walk back, cold or not, snowing or not, you're gonna you're walking. It's just it's just different things that you would expect to have that you don't, and it really makes you when you come home value these things that you have because for the first month in Kosovo I didn't have Wi-Fi, so there was so the first month it's like I, there's no FaceTime, no Skype, no anything, and that's what me and my wife live on now is Skype, so. I'm over there, and you should have seen my the bill the first month. It, it was it was insane. So it, it it's it's a real eye opener, and and I'm and I'm very grateful that those were my first two experiences. So now I know uh, how to navigate those situations and uh, put myself in a better place mentally if I ever face those challenges again. So uh, stuck it out though in Australia. I mean. Uh went there left for a year for spain uh but then went back when uh, all with the same club in in sunbury uh took him to a title earned mvp honors uh, earned all-star honors uh what did it take what did it take it, where it is professional and you've got a little bit more churn uh guys coming in coming out for for me i think it was the the family aspect of it when when you're in a town like Sunbury, it's it's very family oriented and Australians are so nice if you've never met one. They're so nice, um, so loving and, and when you're there they treat you like you're their own. Like my fr- I, I still like still going there, everybody wants to cook for you. <laughs> like I've never had their meals, but everybody wants you over their house to cook for you. It's just that's just how they are and me experiencing that for the first time I'm like that's rare like 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 you said there's very you're in you're out you had a new team you're here you're there like a lot of players are like that it's a you find a club that you love that you would stay for even two years three years you're you're lucky and that that's just this sort of support system and the players and the families uh, that are around there, and I always call them, and they know they're they're my they're my second family. They're my home away from home. I, very. I shockingly have have a uh, a story about this, and I don't know if I've ever told you this. Uh, Twenty sixteen is your first year there. Uh, my family and I went to Italy, uh, where my my grandparents, their parent, my great grandparents immigrated from. So my dad wanted to you know, see Italy, and we took. We went there with a the tour group, uh, and there was a significant chunk of Australians on this tour group, and there was a family from Sunbury 
who were just over the moon that I knew Ish Sanders. I get you'd come in and uh, had a couple thirty-one uh, uh, point games and earned Player of the Week a couple times, and which they were enamored by the American uh, for the Jets. Uh, and so just this, uh, I mean, whoever thought thinks that, you know, Carson Newman's radio voice goes to Italy and meets some Sunbury Jets fans <laughs> wow. who love Ish Sanders. Uh, wow. But it speaks, it, it, I would say it's probably part of the reason why you've you've stayed there uh, throughout your, your playing career. That That is a, a club that has the support that actually, you know, loves the people that that play for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that you you hit it you hit it right on the head. That exactly is why I'm back. Uh, I I continue to come back. Just people like that. I'm pretty. I'm not sure who the family was because <laughs> uh, even going back, they they've never said anything to me. I probably have never even spoken to yeah. them. They probably just come to the games, which is a uh, a blessing for me. And it's like I said, it's it's one of the things that I. I look to do in playing the game of basketball is uh, whatever you're going through at home, outside work, whatever, you can come. Hopefully enjoy the game. Hopefully it's it's a good game and uh, hopefully you enjoy watching me because I'm lucky enough to fill that one American spot that you're able to have. So I hope that I can put on a good show for you and your family, sons, daughters, whoever come and watch. And um, I think that I've done that so far. Uh I want to go back to your time here at Carson Newman. Uh, didn't initially finish your degree uh, mm-hmm. when you left here. Came back uh, three or four years later uh, and got it. How important was it for you to to earn that that degree? And even though you're, you're making your living playing basketball, you know you, you you get that those letters those letters next to your name. Mm-hmm. It was probably one of the more important things to do in my life. Uh, like like you like you mentioned earlier, I met my wife at Carson Newman, got her degree, four four and gone. Um, she was always in my ear about it, talking about it, and obviously my family was talking about it. And and that's what that's I think that's the main thing Coach Benson wanted for me. I think he. That before playing basketball is what's more important to him, and having all of these different people in my ear and motivating me is it's hard to let them down. And I I went back. I think it was it was before I went to Spain. Actually, mm-hmm. I think 2017. Um, and <clears throat> I did it, and that's probably the hardest that I've ever worked at school. Period. But I was so, I was I was just so motivated to do it at that point, and I, I believe in 2017 we were uh, hurricane was coming to Florida, I believe, and it was two months before I had to be in in Spain, and so we're getting things, and uh, man, my wife Shantae are packing things up and trying to go up to Tennessee with my family just to get away from it, and. The very first thing I asked for, I was like, where's my diploma at? Grab it. Grab it. You can leave, leave the Xbox, leave everything here. You, you, that's, you better grab that. I, just, I think I just got it, too, probably like a month before. I'm like, I'm taking that. And it was right in the car with me on the way up there. Like, 
so it, it's it's like I said, it's one of the more important things that I did in my life, and I, I wouldn't take it back. I'm so happy that I went and did that. As you were initially playing, just to revisit this real quick, it, it's staggering to me for a, a little school like Carson Newman, the number of professional players that it has produced over the last decade. You, Antoine, Josh Rogers, uh, still hooping in, uh, in in England with London, uh, and spent some time with uh, Israel, uh, in Israel, right out of uh, his pr- collegiate career. Did you swap notes at all as you were having these these experiences? With with Raji, I haven't. I ha- I haven't with Raji. He'll he'll come in every now and then on some posts or whatever. But Antoine, absolutely, absolutely. I uh, can't remember exactly the conversation because I think he left before I did. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. So. I would always say, oh, "How is it with blah blah?" blah. And uh, he he was real big into playing games, so he was like, "Man, I just brought my Xbox or whatever over here." So like, whenever we're not practicing, I'm playing the game or whatever. So I'm like, "Man, maybe I should do that," but I never did. And uh, I think his situations were probably a little better than mine, especially at the beginning. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would always talk to him all the time. We yeah, we used to swap notes and. How you how you feeling? How's it going? If you need anything, talk to. It was always some sort of like that. I mean, it, with us, I think we put we're so close now that basketball is on the back burner. How are you? Uh, I, ho- I hope everything is holding up for you over there. Before I know what you're gonna do on the court. That's fine. You're, you're gonna you're Antoine. It's gonna happen. So uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's he's really important in my corner whenever I'm gone. So. Uh- you you think about and you kind of alluded to it, uh, Carson Newman met your wife here. Uh, you literally grab a degree uh, and a diploma as you're evacuating for a hurricane. What does Carson Newman mean to you? It's the most important experience in my life. I mean like like every a lot of things that were instilled in me came from Carson Newman. A lot of things of who I am today, uh basketball wise, mentally wise, um, around family, friends wise, was instilled from Coach Benson, uh Coach Williams and Carson Newman. Uh like like you said, I, I I met my wife there. If I'd have never went there, it wouldn't have happened. Uh, just so happened that we both played basketball, and uh, everyone always tries to mention loving basketball. It was not that situation, so I don't I don't want that to come up. It was not a loving basketball. I, I I always joke with I don't know if she can hear me. She's probably in there listening. Uh, that she never really paid more uh, attention to me until I scored fifty one. So. I don't know what happened there. I, I, something happened there, but uh, I heard a yell from the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can probably hear it right there. I I joke with her that um, that's why she came. But um, I mean, it's like I said, it's the probably the most important thing. I mean, I've formed so many relationships, met so many people that can give you knowledge and everything. And like, I mean, you mentioned it. Not even the people that are playing basketball the people that are still around basketball I think that's important and 
I think that goes to show you how committed and dedicated that our coaching staff was to make you want to continue to do that in your career. Like Colin is going is crazy yeah. right now with with what he's doing and uh he's always been a fitness guy but he's still around the game of basketball and even the snippet that I listen from him he's like he's like me he still thinks the same things that coach Benson was preaching and everything and uh I mean that that's so important you got Kevin that's still around the game it's so many people that's still around the game and I was lucky enough to play and be around these guys that share the same passion as you do and that's rare one question before, before we wrap up uh and we'll bury it deep in the show give me your best Shane Williams story Oh, 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 man, I think this might be, is this PG? It might be, man, oh, wow, that's a good question. I got, I got, I got, I got a couple of both of them, but, um, man, I, I won't, I won't, I'll do, I'll do more of a, motivational for Coach Williams before. So one of the things that I, I continue to think about, I think we were, it was we was in practice, freshman year. So I'm coming in, I don't know. I'm just coming to practice when like I haven't really gotten accustomed to the hard work and practice and everything. And they sort of stopped practice in the way that they did a lot. And um <laughs> It, it was uh, obviously I'm gonna I'm gonna censor everything, so it's not gonna I guess not gonna be as hype as it was. Uh, but it's it's basically like you guys are here to do two things: play basketball and get and get your degree. Nothing else. And you guys are here in practice like you you deserve this. Like you you're just here. You got a full ride. I'm fine. I'm just gonna skip up and down the court. I'm just gonna play. Like, like it doesn't matter. And there are some men who already have kids, children at this point in college, or they come from somewhere where them being there, they can't go back. Or it's going to be two things, jail or dead. We're fortunate enough to not have that be our situation. We need to take advantage of the situation that we have because once you run into these guys – on the court, they're just going—they're going to tear your face off because that's what they're thinking. I have kids at home. I, I don't have no time to be playing around with people out here. And he's like, "You guys need to change the way because when you run into these guys, you'll know—you'll know—you'll know who they are." And I think ever since then, I'm like, I never—I never thought about it like that, especially being 18 years old coming in. I never thought about it like that, and that's how I think about it. And I think that's helped me. Especially on the competitive side, be as competitive as uh, I am today. So, Ish, pleasure as always. Thanks for for joining us and and reminiscing on your times here at the banks of Mossy Creek. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's always good to reminisce. I appreciate you for having me, Cav. That is Carson Newman's fifth all-time leading scorer and an all-region performer, Ish Sanders. I'm the voice of the Eagles, Adam Cavalier. This has been another Mossy Creek conversation. Thanks for joining us.